Welcome back to another edition of Ka'alakai, the podcast. My name is Michael Kraft, and I'm joined as always by Amanda Penrod. Hey How you guys, doing? I'm doing great. We are super excited for this week's show. We've got a really good show lined up. This week, our guest is Abby Putnam. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like so scared I'm going to get people's names wrong at the last second i know i feel like i know <laughs> too, many, too many too many eyes are really wide <laughs> but uh welcome to the show how you doing i'm good <laughs> <laughs> sorry we're a little bit giggly today so abby Putnam is our editor-in-chief at kielikai so she's a good friend and so we're just gonna have fun and be chatting yeah uh before we get into the kind of interviewee part of the show we talked a couple of weeks back that we had um a few people on our staff who are nominated for awards uh so i want to go through that real quick um abby was nominated for the acp P- pacemaker award and she got an honorable mention for it so yeah good job on good I'm, job. I'm being in the run in there um and we also had um our art director Katie and one of our former employees, Sadie, they won third place for uh, a layout that they did for one of the magazines that we put out. So we are super excited for the, all the talented uh, people that we work with. It's super nice to uh, be able to kind of celebrate you guys and, and see the success that comes from all y'all's hard work. Amen to that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I guess first off, Abby, we wanted to kind of talk to you about or talk with you about um, you're graduating this semester. What what is that like? What does that feel like kind of knowing that all of your college career so far is kind of coming to a culmination right now? How's that been for you? Um, At first, I was really scared to graduate. I kind of didn't want to just because if you think about it, like, Pretty much my whole life up to this point, minus a year and a half, was like attending some form of school. Mm-hmm. Um, but the closer it's got, the more I've been excited to be able to focus on something else. Yeah. Um, now, now I'm mostly just excited, even though it's hard when there's a lot of unknowns and you don't really know what you're going to be doing next. Um, it's exciting to not have the same thing on my to-do list that I have. No, it'll be nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what exciting things do you want to be focusing on once you finish school? Um, well, I've been working on a book for a really long time and it always just falls to the wayside because I have to prioritize my schoolwork or my job or something like that. So right. I'm excited to have more time to focus on that. Can you tell us more about your book? Like what yeah, is it about? What is it about? What? Yeah. When did you start it? Um, I started it a while ago probably four or five years ago it's more of a memoir it's not really like a creative well i mean writing is creative yeah but. and i think a lot of memoirs are creative creative mm. writing so. it definitely does require some creativity but it's i feel like you have to be a lot more creative to come up with a story that that is fiction or yeah, just fiction. Yeah, uh-huh. that isn't your own yeah yeah so like my, autobiographical. Mine is more of just kind of recounting um some of the things i've been through and I don't know. I'll see where I take it. I've, I'm only like 40 pages in, so I've got a lot of work to do. Okay. So. Is it like a, like a whole life memoir or just a small like 
portion of it? Um, it's it's pretty much my whole life. Okay. Um, I feel like a lot of the stuff when I was really young is not going to be as detailed though, just because I don't remember as much of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I found, as I've been working on it, there's a few times that really stand out to me that I'm focusing on. Uh huh. So. So why why did you want to write a book? Um. Well, what happened was, is my dad, he has, well, he had a very interesting life. Um, He struggled with alcoholism since he was 12 years old. So he just had a very turbulent life Mm -hmm. and he'd been through a lot. And he had told me when I was in high school that one day he wanted me to help him write a book about his life. And I always took that seriously and I always wanted to help him with that. Um, And I just planned on it when I had the time to. Uh, but my dad unexpectedly passed away um, in 2015. And so I was originally planning on still writing a book about him and his own life. But I realized there's a lot of gaps that I can't really fill in because I don't really know what happened. So I decided to tell kind of his story through what I saw. I saw of him. So that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> Holy cow. That is really really interesting first off i mean i know also you probably hear that all the time uh sorry for your loss um but two my question is how how is that for you to be writing a book um about your father um kind of telling his story through your eyes what has that experience been like for you um it's definitely not easy Mm mm-hmm Um, And I kind of came to this realization um, two summers ago as I was just kind of thinking about it that it's almost I want to tell his story because I think his story is important, but it's also important, an important step for me because it's kind of a way to heal from some of the things that happened. Mm -hmm. And writing has always been kind of what I've turned to like my whole life. But it definitely, I, I found that I have to take it slow because it, it can be emotionally draining to kind of relive those kinds of things and to think about him all the time. But I I feel like that's been something that I've, I've always wanted to do and focus on for years. Abby, I did not know that about you and that you experienced that. And I... I'm I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking about it because you are such a optimistic, happy, joyful, fun person. And for you to have experienced something like that six years ago and be who you are and where you are today is miraculous to me. How are you able to be as happy as you are and do something that honors him so much um and still be you like so just be so good and happy and finding joy in life like what have you done to be able to overcome feelings of grief and sadness um it was definitely a process Mm -hmm. and I found it's kind of interesting but I I've been thinking about it a lot recently with another project I'm working on But growing up, I kind of felt like, and I'm sure you guys have too, there's almost like a pressure to come off as happy all the time. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm not trying to bash bash, um, the church, but to be honest, I feel like there's kind of this pressure to 
be happy because the gospel of Jesus Christ is meant to make you happy. So mm-hmm. if you're not happy, you must be doing something wrong. That's how I felt growing mm-hmm. up anyways. And growing up, obviously, the gospel did make me happy with some of the things I was going through at home. But I've kind of gone through this little journey as of late where I've realized that there's no point in putting this pressure on myself to be happy all the time. Because when I did did that, because I felt like it was my duty, um, it was just not the greatest way to live. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now I feel like my happiness is... It's it's genuine, but I also allow myself to feel those kinds of emotions. And someone told me when the grief was still really fresh that the best way to kind of cope with things like that is to I would schedule time in my day to to be sad, to be sad or to grieve. And it didn't mean that I was really happy the other times of the day. But, you know, when you lose someone you love, you don't have time to cry about it all day. You know, I was mm-hmm. in school. So I would schedule like two hours in the evening. And then the most important thing is not to just go to sleep right after because you'll wake up kind of still feeling the same way. So schedule something to do right after. You allow yourself to grieve those feelings, like whether it's, I don't know, tell your roommate that you're going to need someone to spend time with at eight o'clock or something so that you have something to kind of pick you up out of what you were feeling and not stay in that dark place. And then just hold on to... The things that do bring you joy. And, you, you know, everybody has to find out what that is. But I would say just don't put pressure on yourself to be happy all the time and really look for the things that can help you find joy in difficult times. Yeah, I think that's so important because I do feel like, especially, and like you said, not to like bash the church, but in church culture, that is such a, a thing of like, you need to be happy or the idea that happiness is a choice. And if you're not happy, then you mm-hmm. should just decide actually today I'm going to, it's going to be a happy day and I don't have to feel bad things. It's not that easy. <laughs> like if it was that easy, shoot, everybody would do it all the mm-hmm. time. Um, so I think it is really, uh, I think it's really cool that you're able to, that you were able to, and I don't know if you still do, but like schedule times to be like, okay, it's okay for me to, feel bad like right now it's okay for me to not be doing all right because that's important to be able to like feel and process those hard feelings and not just bottle them up Mm -hmm. um i guess kind of going from there what what um kind of made you go from uh wanting to write this book about uh your experience and your father to now, I, I know that we've talked about this before started recording, but you want to become a motivational speaker. Did that come after deciding like, hey, I want to write this book or has that always been something that you've been wanting to do? Um, it, It's definitely been a more recent uh, development. I've wanted to write this book, a book since I was a kid, basically. I can always remember mm-hmm. wanting to be an author. But I realized that I, I had a couple of opportunities Um in my early, like when I was 18, uh-huh. um, to give speeches or give talks. And I realized that it, it felt very fulfilling for me to just, you know, share things that I care about in a way other than just writing them down mm-hmm. and to like see people when I'm, when I'm talking. And um, so I took a public speaking course, which I mean, everyone does that, I feel like, but <laughs> I, I just realized that that's something that I really want to do. And that there's a lot of people out there 
who have loved ones who struggle with addiction of any kind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a big struggle to know how do I, how do I love this person with, you know, all the sincerity that I feel, but also not enable them to keep going down this path that's destroying their life. Or how to break the stigma that people feel that if someone's an addict, that's their only trait. Right. Like, mm-hmm. if someone thinks of, my dad's an alcoholic, a lot of times people just assume that that's all he was. Right, and they just uh-huh. label him as an alcoholic, and yeah. that's all. Yeah. yeah, and it happens all the time. And I realized that those kinds of things, I started seeing them a lot more, and more places besides just my own life that I was really focused on when I was younger. And not everybody is a book reader. <laughs> so uh-huh. I, I, I just felt like I wanted to be a public speaker about those kinds of things to spread the message farther to people who may not want to read you know a memoir I love that so you're just taking all these different paths well going through these different modes of um of expression and conversation and one is through written word and the other is through spoken word and I think that that is immensely powerful because yeah you're right like everyone's different and it's going to your message, I think, is something that's going to be impactful to everyone. And for you to be able to go out and find these different modes that are going to fit different um, personalities and experiences and um, life habits, whatever it is, I think is so, so powerful. And I think that with the point of you being a public speaker, even like being a leader for at work, I have seen you inspire people just with who you are and your example and that's been something fun for me is being able to see those people like you get to see them and how they are after enduring um you what you say and what you what you speak and teach thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just kind of what you were talking about how you wanted to be a public speaker because not everybody is a reader. I hadn't thought about that before because <laughs> I've always wanted to be like a novelist for, well, okay, always, that's probably a lie. <laughs> I want to be an astronaut and like a fireman. But, Classic childhood <laughs> dreams. Yeah. yeah. But awesome. one of the things that I'm super passionate about is writing and like writing books. And that's like, I want to put out some books because I'm like, well, these things don't often get talked about. Um, and I think it's important to bring those kind of conversations out there, but I hadn't ever really thought about the idea that if that's like what you want to do, then like if, if, if you want to do like create something to put ideas out that maybe trying to reach like the most people mm-hmm. is a better means to an end than like, I'm going to write like the best book ever about these ideas and then, and then- 17 people read it. <laughs> life goal accomplished (laughs) so yeah i think i think that is really impressive because i had like the opposite experience as you kind of of like at my my senior year we had to do like a a mandatory poetry slam at school and i was like oh this is gonna be like so cool (laughs) yeah right (laughs) Um, and and to be fair i I mean i don't want to pat my own back but i did pretty good (laughs) Um, but after, after that, I was like, I am never 
<laughs> never again. poetry on stage ever again in my life <laughs> but i really Whoa. enjoyed writing it so yeah. it kind of made me like i want to maybe i want to like write but i don't ever want to be on stage which i feel like is kind of the opposite of you you're like i actually want to talk more than just write. right which i feel like is kind of ironic because we work at uh, a print <laughs> magazine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hide behind the page. <laughs> um yeah what has I don't want to say what has that been like for you, but how have how have you enjoyed working at the Kalakai as first as a copy editor and now as the editor in chief? What has that experience been like for you? Um, I've enjoyed it a lot just because it's been something new. Uh huh. Um, I had never had any experience in news writing before I started working at Kalakai, um, and so it was definitely a learning process, um, especially because a lot of the writing I've done has been very much my own opinion, my own experiences. And Kayla Kai has been special because I've been able to tell other people's stories instead of just my own. So I've enjoyed um, writing about them, but also as an editor, you get a unique opportunity to read a lot and learn a lot more about the community that we all live in and the people that live here and a bunch of other stories that I really wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. So mm-hmm. I think it's been really good for me and I always enjoy learning learning new skills too. So it's been fun. Did you ever see yourself working for a magazine when you, I don't know, in the past or when you started school? Um, I didn't before, no. I, I did take, I took Sister Lambert's news writing class, I think because I had to take I think I chose that as an elective or something. And then she had emailed me and was like, hey, we need people. Do you want to have an interview? And I was like, oh, I need a job. Okay, you know? yeah. I really <laughs> this is more like, of a necessity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now, I, I mean, I do enjoy journalism. I don't think it's something mm-hmm. I would do my whole life, but I could see myself working for another magazine while I'm, you know, trying to get on my feet with the other things I want to accomplish. Yeah. And I feel like this has been a really good stepping stone for you to learn how to sh- tell other people's stories. Because maybe as a public speaker, you share your story as well as others. Like you, maybe you'll meet more people along the way. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can write another book about other people's stories that you've met and how they've overcome addiction. And you'll be able to um, also be able to edit your your book really well and like (laughs) yeah and be able to tell your father's story um maybe better than you could before I did not know you guys loved writing that much like (laughs) I I think that's great (laughs) I mean we all work together and we we write but we're we're all editors so we're mostly editing so I did not know you guys loved writing and reading as much as you do yeah and I think that's great because you guys aren't English majors, right? No. Yeah. What are you majoring in, Abby? Um, I'm doing communications. Okay. Here, yeah. And then Michael, what is yours? I'm same thing. I'm communications. Yeah, both majors. communications majors. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Yeah. No. I. Speaking of that, I I actually started working at the Kilikai because I liked writing. I was like, oh shoot, I can get paid to write and get better mm-hmm. as a writer and make money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all in on that. And then I just stuck around for a while. We're glad you did. This is <laughs> this podcast exists because of you. So no, not just me, many other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been the main head of it. So, okay, do you want to wrap up and do the fast five? Yeah. Okay. Um. So we're gonna ask you five quick questions. It'll be just like 
a lot more light than all we've yeah, been talking about. Yeah, they're just little okay. fun questions. Sure. Um, so first off is what is your favorite ice cream flavor and why? Oh, I have a lot because I have a big sweet tooth. <laughs> but if it has peanut butter in, I'll probably eat it. I really like peanut butter. Mm, okay. I can get down with that. Me yeah. too. <laughs> okay. Next is what's the first thing you do in the morning? Oh. It's one of the first things you do in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, I usually start working on my senior paper as of late because oh I have my to take gosh. advantage of my productivity in the morning. <laughs> so as soon as I wake up, I just open my laptop. Oh my gosh. Bless your heart That's and soul. That's what it's been this semester. <laughs> okay. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, what was your childhood dream? My childhood dream? I mean, I kind of shared it. I always wanted to be a writer. Yeah. I've always wanted to be a writer. That's so From cool. the start. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and you're living out part of your childhood dream. <laughs> what was the last book or movie you enjoyed? Ooh. I haven't read a book for pleasure in a long time. Last movie I enjoyed... It's probably Dear Evan Hansen. I think that's the most recent one that I really like loved. Oh, okay. I've been thinking about going to watch it because I love the music so much. Mm. Oh, it's fun. Sometimes I cried I'll a just... lot. Yeah. Okay. That's what I. That's <laughs> it was one really of the bad actually. Yeah. Mark was like, <laughs> "Are you okay?" <laughs> that's one of the reasons I've avoided it because I know it's gonna be like so emotional, and is, I don't know yeah. if I'm ready for that. It is. But... <laughs> it's good though. Awesome. Um, and what is a unique talent that you have? Oh gosh, being clumsy. If you count that as a talent, I, I'm, I'm always hurting myself. It it's really bad. Yeah, how many bones have you broken? Uh, thirteen. What? Yeah. How many times have you broken your arm? Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> eleven arms and two toes. Wait. Eleven arms. <laughs> gosh, broken we could do a whole episode eleven on, on eleven your broken bones. Yeah, it's, it's pretty gnarly. So it really is a skill. Scars everywhere. Wow. I'm I'm pretty clumsy. She's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's cool. (laughs) He'd be like, yeah, I broke my arm 11 times. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say I'm clumsy, but shoot. I think think you got me beat. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, well, Abby, you said it all. Thank you so much (laughs) for for coming on this week. It's been really fun getting to, to. chat it up yeah to get to know <laughs> these experiences that are so close to your heart that i've never heard before yeah in the six months i've known you <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for sharing and being vulnerable thanks guys yeah um next week we will have a special guest on so make sure that you're stay tuned for that uh you can find us on instagram at kalakaipod and we release episodes every monday uh, and we will see you next week Bye.